Fifty Shades of Terror may include descriptions and discussions unsuitable for young audiences. Episodes may contain adult themes, language, and content. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, so tell me what happened on April 8th, 1971. You were saying your dad came home terrified. Yeah. Okay, so this all might sound a little weird and crazy, but I'll tell it the best way I remember. I was 10 years old, and I was in the living room playing when I heard my dad run into the house. He was out in the marsh with Uncle Peter. They were fixing a hunting blind that was up the road, and then they were probably going to go to a local bar after. Mom was still at work. She worked at the hospital. But when he and Uncle Peter came home, they were pale in the face. Dad was trying to catch his breath, and he just kept saying, like, what was that? What was that? And he just kept repeating it over and over. He and Uncle Peter must have stood there for a good 30 minutes just staring at each other. I asked him what the matter was, but all Dad could say was that he saw something weird and horrifying. A half-woman, half-wolf, about 15 feet away from them. She had the front half of a woman with normal arms and everything, but the bottom half was a wolf the size of a person. Originally, I thought that they were just playing a trick on me trying to scare me, but Uncle Peter was an architect and he loved to draw, and he told me to run to my room and grab the notebook and the paper and the pencil that he gave me for Christmas. They sat at the kitchen table and Uncle Peter just started to quickly sketch out this thing that he saw. Dad would chime in every once in a while saying, no, no, she she looked prettier, but, but hairier. The nose, the nose is perky. They said it had long, straight hair, with the bangs trimmed right above its eyebrows. The wolf part started around the stomach. Dad said it was massive, and that she approached them while they had their backs turned. They said they heard a growl, but it didn't sound like anything they'd ever heard before. And when they turned around, they saw this thing on all fours with its head tilted to the side. They said it sounded like the mixture of a woman and a dog growling. So did you believe them? I did at first. I was ten. Dad could have come home and said that aliens had landed in the middle of the street, and I would have believed him. Years later... He he still asked me if I remember, and I just brush it off. That was... I don't know. I haven't really said it out loud, but I think I may have seen it. Okay, yeah. Tell me about that. So, I was in the same marsh. Um, my dad loved that hunting blind. And kids are always, you know, really eager to impress. So one day while mom was at the hospital and dad was out with Uncle Peter, I went down to the blind myself just to see if I could, you know, help out. It was about five feet from the blind. The grass hadn't been cut in a while and the path was a little overgrown. I remember, I think, I think I remember it was a full moon. I just know that I didn't need my flashlight and it was going to get dark soon. But I just had one of those feelings, and so I turned, and I saw this woman's face, and her face kind of tilted, kind of the same way my dad said that he saw a woman with her head tilted. Her eyes were bloodshot, and it looked like there might have been something in her mouth. I don't know. I froze. I couldn't move. The thing was the size of a full-grown woman, and I was probably half that size. Her top half was hairy and naked. She had pointed ears, 
and her hair dropped straight down. I don't know. She yelled and then she kind of swiped and then she disappeared. But I was 10. I mean, I don't know if that's really what I saw. Maybe my dad had just told me too many stories and I just imagined it. So what do you think you saw? I mean, it could have been her. I mean, if her is even real. But I never really told my family. But Dad was right. She was pretty. This is Alabama. The Wolf Woman of Mobile. Hello, and welcome to 50 States of Terror. I'm Anthony. And I'm Kaylee. This is the Wolf Woman of Mobile, Alabama. Yes, it is Mobile. We we had this discussion. We are sticking to it. It is Mobile, Alabama. Yeah. For the sake of just uh, us continuing this uh, conversation, we're going to just keep it as Mobile. And we're not going to go into the whole thing about how do you pronounce it? If, is it mobile, mobile? Like it depends on where you're from. I, and we're not from Alabama, but we tried to do our research. <laughs> as long as it doesn't sound like a car, I think we're in the right track. This is Wolf Woman. This one is one of those one of those stories where I think you have to be from the area to to hear, right? I don't think it's necessarily one that you're going to hear if you live in Georgia. Or if you live in Arkansas, like you don't have that same kind of story. Like this one is very geographically specific. Yeah. And there's really not a lot to read about it. There's not a lot of credible sources that we could find. Well, sources in general, we only found maybe four different websites and two of them were were just listing of of what the cryptid was for that state. And it had no description, no nothing. It just said, hey, it's this. And then it provided, what, two links? Yeah, there's there's really not a lot. So we're going to give you all the information we have. But keep in mind, that's not a lot. Because this was such an isolated incident. This was a one, two-week span that we really got to to hear about her, and then she disappeared. We're going to uh, begin with what she looks like. She was described as a pretty, hairy, half-woman, half-wolf. And not pretty hairy like she had a lot of hair. Like no, yeah. She was physically attractive. Her her human half yeah. was physically attractive, but she was hairy. Unless you roll that way to where you like animals. But... No, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, do you think I'm pretty when I'm hairy? Uh. What? <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so she is. She is a very pretty woman. She has this cute pixie upturned nose she has that long hair with a gentle curl at the end. And then right about her belly button, she's supposed to get really hairy. Yeah. So the way that the artist, what is it, the artist rendition or artist um, depiction? Depiction, right? The art, the artistic rendition. Artistic rendition of, of what it was described as. So like it looked like a young woman between the ages of 
possibly 18 to 21, soft features, definitely Caucasian, definitely a white woman. That long, straight hair, like you said, with the the, uh, wolf ears. Mm -hmm. And... I believe the 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 drawing also had it also had facial hair. I think I missed the facial hair. Yeah, I'm actually I'm looking at it right now. It it looks like it it, it has small little facial hair. Um, I mean, ladies, ladies, come on, we all have a little, just a little bit of facial hair <laughs> <laughs> that we we have to take care of. Yeah, it is uh, interesting how it was first described as some pretty attractive looking woman half of this beast thing and uh yeah that's that was it kind of was like what (laughs) (laughs) i don't feel like it's necessarily the first time i've heard a a pretty kind of beast thing i mean if you're at the club at 2 a.m sometimes there's like pretty beasts going on but these eyewitnesses weren't at the bar they weren't out drinking these eyewitnesses from what we can find were just people living in the suburbs right these eyewitness claims were coming in and they were being sent into the newspaper which is the press register of mobile alabama there were over 50 different eyewitness claims to have seen this wolf woman yes yeah and one of them was the one that you used for inspiration for our encounter this week which was when the dad goes out to the marsh and comes home yes the actual eyewitness account said, Daddy came home and was scared, and then Mommy locked all the windows at night now. So I kind of wonder if this was, you know, maybe there was like a woman that was involved with someone who she shouldn't have been, and maybe this just kind of got out of hand. This was a rumor that got, you know, a little, she was hairy, she was she was nasty, she was this, she was that, and then these people just kind of took it too far. Well, yeah. Well, then let's then let's go into the location of where this story takes place, and then see how that plays into how it was described. Yeah, for sure. So this happened in okay. We've said Mobile, Alabama. This is actually happening in the suburbs outside of Mobile. So this is happening in Port City, and this is happening in Plateau, which is also known as Africa Town. Just for a little bit of history for the area, because. I really like history, and I thought this was a really interesting fact. Plateau is also known as Africatown, and it is known as Africatown because it was actually founded by 32 West Africans who were the last smuggled in enslaved people from the Atlantic slave trade. They sailed the ship up the river and unloaded what they were referring to as their cargo. They were unloading their enslaved people and founded this town. When we think of the South, this is six years after Jim Crow law. This is a predominantly black community. This all really kind of comes in where they're not calling the cops with these stories. They're going to the newspaper. They're saying, hey, something's going on. Hey, we're seeing something crazy. And I can't really say that I would blame them if they did see something that was super intense and not wanting to call officials. Or they are telling the story to have people stay away from this area and leave them in peace. I mean, that's that's possible too. I mean, we're definitely learning more. I've learned more outside of school than I did in school about the South. Okay, so let's like be honest. But is it is it plausible that's that they would 
either A, make up a story, or B, um, say that did actually see it and intensified what it looked like or intensified the, the horrific nature of it to have people stay away from them. Is, is that plausible? I think it's more plausible than a half wolf, half human wandering through the woods. Now, what I did do to try and do some diligence for this was I did look into West African cultures and different folklore that they have and maybe different stories that they tell in their communities. I didn't find anything really that was like wolf related. I did find a hyena shapeshifter that was prevalent in a lot of stories, but I didn't find anything solid. So like, I'm not going to try and connect those dots because I don't have any connections there. But I do want to just take that opportunity to maybe spread a little bit more education. Like, like I joked about, I didn't learn a whole lot about the South and like what was really going on in school. So anytime that we really have an opportunity to kind of put a little bit more out there, like I think that's, that's a good thing. So just so that you know a little bit more about the history in uh, that part of Alabama, which I didn't expect to learn in my finds, but I did. But let's get back to cryptids. What is the Wolf Woman of Alabama? Okay, so the possible origins of what the Wolf Woman could be. There is a website by the Paranormal Pastor. And we'll put his link in the description. It boils down to what he, be- he believes that it might be a feral woman. Hey, you married one of those. Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, feral women would be in the realm of a young woman who, I don't know, let's just say runs away or, or, I don't know, gets stolen or, or lost at eight, nine years old, goes in the woods and is raised by wolves and, by this weird genetic quirk or or something becomes this half wolf half woman well that ties into a very a very specific thing which is uh werewolves so is this a story about werewolves like the 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 half transition of what a werewolf would become you know from woman to to wolf and vice versa now, let's keep in mind, this was in 1971. So at this point, the red wolf, which is the only wolf that was known to live in Alabama, has no longer been there since the 1920s. So there might still be stories. You may still be hearing from your grandma at that point. You know, it's 50 years before. Oh, and by like, the way, thanks, humans. Thanks, humans. You could still have grandma telling you, oh, yeah, my daddy shot a wolf. Right. This and that. Right. They're not common. But they're out there, honey. Don't go out there at night. Don't, you know, that's the, not even the cryptid kind of tale. That's just like the, hey, don't, don't, don't go out yeah. and get it. Okay. So wolves are no longer in the area. So I don't even think this would be a case of we saw a wolf and then we saw a woman and we're putting those together. I think the werewolf part is pretty fascinating just because I think werewolves in general are really fascinating. The whole concept of lycanthropy is if you want to get me going on a topic, like that's definitely one I can go on for. But I don't remember a whole lot of stories thinking that they were kind of caught between the two. 
But that was something that we found as a recurring theme when trying to find information. Right. Um, and real quick, where does werewolf, uh, um, lycan- oh man. Lycanthropy. Lycanthropy. Uh-huh. That's a $10 word. Where does that originate from? So lycanthropy, the the word is coming from King Lycan, who is a Greek story. And there's a wolf transformation in his story. So that's where we pull the word lycan from. So if you're familiar with like the Underworld franchise and all of those, like you have your vampires and the lycans and it's all based on King Lycan. Now, here's a question. Would African born men know that story before coming to Alabama to form the town and then thus creating the story? African cultures definitely have shapeshifters. So shapeshifting is one of those really, really broad topics where every culture has a shapeshifter. Correct. It doesn't matter what continent you're on, uh, maybe not Antarctica, but every continent, every country. I don't know. Penguins have their own little <laughs> little shit going on. I mean, I mean <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure when they when they all huddle together to, you know, to take care of their little youngs and their <laughs> eggs, because I watch a whole lot of documentaries. And it's super cold, and Penguin A is talking to Penguin B. We're like, God damn it, man! I just saw fucking Phil turn into a a, a swan and and fly <laughs> the fuck north. And I'm like, yep, that's that's plausible. Yeah. Every every culture has a shapeshifter of some kind. Like I said, I did find some that were the closest one to wolf would be hyena based. Yes, but it's feasible. It's possible because I mean, it's really not that far off. Like geographically speaking. And when it comes to Greece and like what Greek has to offer, the depiction of the Alabama wolf woman looks very Greek. So I mean, maybe, maybe that's a connection that we could look into a little bit more. But with her depiction being like waist down, like a literal half and half, you see that with sirens, you see it with harpies, you see it with centaurs, minotaurs, you see different versions, but it's very cut and dry like right. top half woman bottom half wolf right so i think that's an interesting an interesting thing that we could really kind of look into as well i do like the the, the fact that there is a, a a possible connection of of a different type of of cryptid or a different type of um story that would maybe answer like why is there just this half woman half half wolf you know instead of just calling a wolf woman and not and not calling a, a werewolf or or whatever then it it kind of brings this this um this connection of well they're calling it this but could it be this i, I mean I don't, I don't know well i think this is a a good time to bring up the article from the newspaper yeah <clears throat> all right so the article from the newspaper do you have that headline handy Okay, the article headline reads, But Would You Believe? Wolf Woman Sulking Around the Various Area, Persons Claiming Seeing Creature. And Anthony, what day did that article come out? Uh, That was April 8th, 1971. Okay, so I'm not a detective, but that's really close to April Fool's Day. Yeah. And... And when, there, was, and when was the last time anybody saw it? This was the only time that anybody ever claimed to have seen her. Right. There have not been new claims since then. Right. And 
I just have to kind of imagine like how long would it take for 50 people to call in to the newspaper or write in to their newspaper? That's a, you know, that's well, a few days worth. Well, this is 1971. So like- and then you get it written up and then you get it published and then it gets out to the people. Is this an April Fool's Day prank gone wrong? I, I want to say, yeah. I just can't. I can't find anything that would substantiate any kind of claim enough. There were no footprints. There were no handprints. There were no real stories. They say that she's terrorizing people. How? Yeah, like how? But nobody is quaking with terror. They're not coming forward saying, this woman attacked me. Here are my scratches. There's no shaky Polaroids. There's... Yeah, or like... uh Wolf woman ate my lunch or... <laughs> Dingo ate my baby. <laughs> <laughs> Dingo ate my baby. Uh, like wolf, wolf woman breaks into house and and raids fridge. Like She got the munchies. Hey, well, I mean, wolf woman got to eat. <laughs> so for me, I I don't believe in the, the Alabama wolf woman. I want to, but this particular story... Like it, it just there's there's too many there's too many what ifs and there's too many unanswered questions and there's not enough research material there's not enough people seeing her past 1971 past April 8th 1971 if if we were to if we were to categorize this under the umbrella of werewolves okay then we can have that discussion but by itself as its own cryptid. The Wolf Woman of Mobile. I I don't think I don't think that it is a real thing or something that could be a real thing. Yeah, I don't think feasible is really feasible, plausible. All the words that suggest that it could have happened. I'm not going to uh, to follow down that road with this one. But I do think it was a really interesting one to really kick off our Fifty States of Terror. This is something that I don't think everybody's heard of. Right. This wasn't tackling some big baddie that we all hear about, some right. boogeyman. Right. Because some of these states are going to have some off-the-wall, crazy specific, super weird cryptids. And those are the ones that I'm most interested in finding out more of. Yeah, and some of these have pages and pages of first-hand ac- accounts. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and those are the ones where I'm anxious to dive into. But I think sometimes these these fun little ones, Alabama, you gave us some entertainment, you gave us some things to think about, gave us some things to read about. It was definitely interesting to to really kind of, you know, dive into. Yeah. And uh, if you are, if you are hearing this, and you are one of those fortunate people to have heard this story then 100% you know write that message on our facebook or twitter if your grandma was one of the ones that wrote into the press register of mobile alabama have your grandma call us first of all we need her cookie recipe and second of all we need her her alabama werewolf story cookies Alabama, no, no, no. Alabama would be more like pies. I think. I think more, more like pies. I just think grandmas. And I think cookies. No, I think it'd be. Mm. That it's southern, so it's it's like pies. 
and cakes and like alcohol, gonna- <laughs> alcohol infused cakes or some shit. <laughs> All right. So I think, I think this is where we are going to introduce our, our rating system. Yes. So uh, this is going to be, I would like to su- suggest that we start with uh, Nessie and then every episode we're going to switch up the rating cryptid with another cryptid. Oh, see, I don't know. I like the consistency of like the golden Nessie. Nessie is definitely like the well, top dog. Nessie's not even in the US, so we can definitely use her because we're not going to cover her. All right. Okay. okay. So we will have the golden Nessies. Yeah. And we are going to rate each cryptid from one to five. Think stars. Yeah. And so what do you what do you give the Wolf Woman of Mobile, Alabama? I'm gonna give the Wolf Woman of Alabama two golden Nessies. Wow. That's generous. <laughs> well, I didn't want to come right out the gate with a one star. So I'm gonna give it two because it was interesting. I had never heard the story before. This is this was new information to me. I like learning new things. I like you know, finding new things. This was new for me. So that automatically started at one star. <laughs> at two stars. No, I am giving Wolf Woman of Alabama one golden Nessie. And I, I don't even want to put golden in front of Nessie. You're such a harsh critic. I am. I am. You guys see what I live with. Because I love, I love stories and I love cryptids. But no, this was a one, a one golden Nessie. If somebody gives me a story about what they heard as a kid, then I will bump it up to two, possibly three. <laughs> this is a one. Man, that's such a down way to end our first episode. No, I think it's I think it's cool because <laughs> we can only we can only go up from here. We can only go up from here, which leads us to our next state. So if you know your alphabet, we are currently doing Alabama. So that means next time we'll be covering Alaska, which is also known as the last frontier, not to be confused with the final frontier. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. (laughs) This one is going to be one of my top 10 because I, I love this one. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. This was Alabama. The Heart of Dixie. Wolf Woman of Mobile. I'm Anthony. And I'm Kaylee. Thank you for listening to 50 States of Terror. You can find us on Facebook, Patreon, and Instagram at 50 States of Terror. Now that's 50 States of Terror. And on Twitter at 50 States Terror. Without the of, you know, because of the character limit. (laughs) We'll see you there. Yeah, you will. 50 States of Terror is a Housecraft production. This episode was researched, written, and presented by Anthony and Kaylee Diaz. Edited and embellished by Kate Flower.